Hi everyone, this is Florence Bremer. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, love to read, and am overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between my work and my life. And I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This is the last um, segment of my semi-sabbatical. What, next week, I probably will talk about what it was like to come back that first week after being gone for almost a month. But as a recap, um, from uh, the for the month of September, I took four trips. I started in New Orleans, was home for a few days, went to LA, was home for about a day and a half, went to Seattle. I was home for six days. Um, and the reason why I didn't take a trip in between uh, my Seattle trip and my last trip was um, I had squeezed in a seminar that I really wanted to go to in Denver in August. So I counted that towards my semi-sabbatical and then finished up in New York. And I just got back from New York Saturday morning. New York was my last trip. As I record this, it's Sunday, September 29th. I will say that I feel I didn't accomplish what I wanted in one sense. I thought after this was all over, I'd have so much clarity about my life and my work. And I don't think I reached that. Maybe that will come a little bit later after I just get through all the busyness of of coming back. One of my plans was to rethink and replan marketing as well as my regular work day. I really didn't do any of that. It just never... I just never felt that I had time. I was always trying to stay on top of things in the office to a certain extent. One of my goals was I did want to write, and I did do that. I um, did a 60-page diary of my travels and thoughts, and I haven't written that much in years. I kept on top of my emails and did a lot more delegating to my staff during the month of September than I usually do, since I wasn't there physically on most days to take care of things. One thing I did learn is it taught me to rely on my staff more and not be so much of a martyr, like, hey, I have to do everything myself. Another thing I accomplished is I finished up the last month of the Arizona heat without being in court every day. And I stopped my regularly scheduled program of the routine that I had been doing for many years at this point. So now I'm back, and it's Sunday night, and tomorrow's Monday, and it starts all over again. I definitely don't feel ready. It went so much faster than I thought. I can't believe I'm at the end of it. But I'm going to talk about uh, my last trip to New York City. So the weekend before, I had this gap 
um, of six days. So I was able to not only get caught up in work, like I did everything, you know, because I had this time. So I did everything. And I had a couple of court hearings. I attended that. And the weekend, um, so not this weekend, the weekend before I saw the movie Hustlers. I loved this movie. Go see it immediately. It reminded me of a of a, a Scorsese mob movie, like similar to Casino or Goodfellas. Jennifer Lopez was so stinking good in this movie. All the ladies were. I think it's not advertised right, I would um, tell you. It's not a stripper movie. It's not Magic Mike with girls. The stripping part was a little part of it, but most of it was about the hustle and the family that was built between these women as part of this hustle. A lot of it was very humorous, but it was gritty. And you also got to see how amazing everyone looked. Like as soon as I walked out, I wanted to take a pole dancing class immediately. So if you haven't seen Hustler see it, um, like I said, I feel like it's advertised. Um, it, I think the advertising is is misleading. It's not JLo's stripper movie. There's so much more to it. There's a lot of heart. Um, it's based on a true story. So that's kind of fun. And um, go see it. So let me tell you about New York City. So on Monday, I had a day in the office in court. I had several meetings in the morning, and then I headed to court in Mesa, which is one of the farthest courts for me. And of course, in a state where it rarely rains, it's stormed all day. And when it rains in Arizona, like people just lose it. Like they're, no one's used to it. It just stinks. And it went okay. And I made it back to my office at 530. I had to go back into the office, unfortunately, to get a few more things done. Um, because I'd missed like a whole half day of work. And then I went home, spent time with everyone before I was leaving, cooked, cooked a lasagna for my husband and some stuffed peppers to last him for the few days that I'd be gone. I packed and I slept for a little bit. I had one of those awful 7 a.m. flights, but it went okay. I traveled with my sister-in-law, who's also my legal assistant, and we had a brief layover in Chicago, and um, it was all good. And um, although I'm going to talk about like just two weird situations that happened to me on Monday and Tuesday. And I just try to chalk it up to maybe people have a lot on their minds and they really aren't thinking about what they're saying or doing. But it was two incidents where I definitely felt invisible. The first one occurred at court in Mesa. And in this court, they have the courtrooms are spaced out and in between each of the courtrooms, there's these little nooks with benches, where you can just sit down, talk to your client, wait for your client, whatever They're, the whole hallway has them. So because the hallway is so long, I would guess there's probably six or seven per hallway. So um, I was running late to court, it took me forever to get there, because of the storm. And so I walked in like basically as court was starting. And it was fine. I had called ahead. The judge, it was very understanding because it had been 
a day of that for the court. And I had left so early and still ended up being late. I should have been 45 minutes early. I like walked in like really on time or like a minute late. So afterwards, I wanted to touch base with my client because I didn't get to talk to him beforehand, explain some things that were happening. So we sit down and uh, this woman comes by and she kind of puts her bags down sort of on me, like on my hip. And I, I looked over my shoulder and I just pictured that she must not have um, saw me there or her bag must have slipped or something. So I just scooted over a few inches and went back to talk to my client. And I was wrapping up with him. And then so this was a couple more minutes into it. And the lady was kind of standing there and talking to someone who was with her. And then she says to me, can you move? <laughs> and I said, I'm leaving anyways, and then got up and I walked down the hallway and every single bench was empty. And I just thought, what was that? There was all this room, there was even room at the end of the bench that I was on. I didn't know her. It was so weird. And then when um, we had our layover in Chicago, there was um, the American Lounge at O'Hare was like big and beautiful and tons of seating and all different kinds of seats. Like if you wanted a, a, a chair that like reclined, you could have one of those. There were just like regular chairs. There were big armchairs. And we found this padded bench that had these little kind of desks on them where you could, you know, set up your laptop or a drink or whatever you wanted. And the whole thing was empty. And there were probably about 10 seats on it. So we put our things down. And um, my sister in law went to the bathroom and her purse was sitting where she was sitting. And this woman and a man came along. And they started, you know, putting their stuff like on the seat where my sister-in-law's bag was. And I said, Oh, I'm sorry, pardon me, my sister-in-law is sitting in that seat. And it had so there was a seat and then around her seat, there were like two more seats, but like really close to our seats. And again, tons of empty seats everywhere else. And um, she goes, Is she sitting in this whole area? I said, No, but like, right where you're putting her bags is where she's sitting. So she huffed and puffed and put all her stuff down. And then when my sister-in-law came back, when she sat down, she was sitting with this person knee to knee. And the woman was exasperated, like, oh, oh, I couldn't believe, you know, that my sister-in-law was sitting there. And even though she had been sitting there first and <laughs> just went to the bathroom. So they took their stuff and left. And I um, read my friend's blog. Um, his name is Neil Bookspan, and he writes a blog called The Business Guy's Blog. Subscribe to it. He does really, really good tips. And every week when he does his blog, they're like two or three paragraphs. And he did one recently where he says when that stuff happens, um, he just tries to imagine a funny story of what's happening to that person on why they're acting that way. And then also... He, in his mind, it helps him to picture it as a funny story. But then he also thinks, well, maybe they're also having a, a rough time. And maybe this is why they're doing it and tries to be more understanding. So that's something I definitely need to take in because I did find myself being um, very frustrated and confused by the whole situation. So we finally get to New York City on Tuesday. And I lose three hours 
first of all, going from Arizona to New York just by the time change, and we had a layover. So we land, and it took a solid hour to get to the hotel. If you fly into LaGuardia, I have a tip for you. Um, The taxi lines were outrageous, outrageously long, but you can catch an Uber or a Lyft in the garage And it was much easier than the taxi line, although you do have to walk some to get there. There was so much traffic from the airport to the city, which of course happens in New York City, but the driver said there was a United Nations event and everything was all screwed up and closed off. So that was kind of just a negative way to, you know, start the trip. By then we're feeling exhausted. So we went to the hotel and kind of chilled for a tiny bit. But that first night we went to Times Square. There's so much to do there. I like to do Times Square first because to me that's not representative of New York. Um, That's the touristy part of it. So just kind of knock it out and and see what you want to see. We went to, you know, things like the M&M store and the Disney store and the Hershey's chocolate store. And then we went to a place called Joe's Pizza, which if you go to New York, go there Absolutely. It's probably one of the most famous pizza places. You just go up and you order a slice. Um, There's a line that goes outside and around the corner, but it moves really, really fast. They're like nonstop shuttling people out of there. And I just wanted a plain cheese like that. To me, that was New York. And um, that's what I had. And it was so yummy. I kind of hate Times Square because, like I said, it's not representative of New York. But my sister-in-law had never been there before, so I really wanted to show her. I tried to stay on Arizona time as much as I could. So I slept in on Wednesday, like for New York, and we started our day later. So I would work in the mornings and relax, but I tried to not be too off of my time schedule. I would usually get up and the the hotel had a had a breakfast um, buffet. So I would get up for coffee and then I'd go back for a bed, go back to bed for a few hours. And I did that every morning that I was there. We walked a ton the entire time we were there. It was like seven miles each day. So on Wednesday, we went to Macy's and had tea at Bergdorf's walked through the Bergdorf's tea was like so amazing it's up on the highest floor of Bergdorf's it overlooks Central Park the wait staff is like exquisite it is expensive but not like outrageously expensive especially if you're doing it for a treat then we walk through Central Park I've been to New York um I don't even know how many times, maybe 10. And it's the first time I ever like walked through the park. And we walked to the Museum of Natural History. It ended up taking us longer than I thought it would. Like that park is huge. That park is just insane. Like the amount of path and um the big, huge trees that have to be hundreds of years old. Like, it's just the craziest thing ever. And you really feel like you're in kind of like a forested area. And then you look up and out and you can see um, 
the west side and the east side and look back and see the city. It's just amazing. So at the Museum of Natural History, that museum is pay what you want, which I think is like the craziest concept. And I love that. But the last hour is actually free. So we just walked in. They just, you know, they check your bag and they say, come on in. And we, we did show up at the last hour, which was a little bit of a bummer, but it just felt like every day was just like zooming by. And then um, it, 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 and it just seemed like every time we wanted to go somewhere, it took so much time to get there. Or we would, if we took an Uber there, we would spend 45 minutes in an Uber, you know, to go six miles. It just was crazy. So after we went to the Museum of Natural History, we went back to the hotel and decided to go back out in the evening. So we tried to get to the World Trade Center to go to the top. And the last ticket sells at 8.15. And we left about 7.30 and took an Uber and figured for all the time in the world, like this is literally a handful of miles away. And we had the most annoying driver and ended up being 15 minutes late to the last um, ticket sale. So we got there at 8.30. Like took a 40 like an hour almost. Yeah, it took an hour for us to get there. And then he dropped us off at the wrong location, like kind of dropped us around the corner from the World Train Center. And he said, oh, is this it? And I'm like, I, I got out of the car. I just said whatever and got out because I knew it was going to take um, more time for him to drive around and then get in front of the building. So we walked around the perimeter of the building and we saw the pools that where the the old towers used to be. And I've I've talked about going there before the last time I went to New York and it really is something else. It's so well done. It's so touching around the pools. They have the names of all the people who died that day. And when it's their birthday, they stick a white rose in the spot where their name is. And it's very touching. And I wish we would have been able to spend more time there. But like I said, it was just all kind of whirlwind and everything was taking forever. So by now we're starving. So we went I, and I wanted to go to like an old school Italian restaurant. You know, I feel like Arizona doesn't really have those they, where they have like the, the Southern Italian cooking and the red sauces and... Um, you know, eggplant, Parmesan, things like that. Like those things to me are hard to find. And there was a restaurant that I ate at last time in New York. It's called John's on 12th. And they have, and this probably isn't really old school Italian, but for me, it works out great. They have one whole page of the menu devoted to vegan Italian dishes, but they do like old school dishes, like an eggplant, Parmesan, and, and those types of things. So I had a vegan ragu, so like a bolognese sauce, with their homemade pappardelle noodles, like a wide flat noodle. Like yum, it was so good. They have vegan garlic bread, they have vegan appetizers. It's so good. And if you're not vegan and you don't want vegan, they just have a regular menu with whatever you want. So that was Wednesday. Thursday, I did the same thing breakfast and coffee, laid back down again and worked and read while my sister-in-law slept. So when she got up, we went out for New York bagels at a place called Essa Bagel. 
ESS hyphen A hyphen bagel. These are real New York City bagels. They taste so much different, like crunchy and chewy. Um, and the only bagels I usually like are Einstein's bagels. Like I can't stand bagels anywhere. Like at the grocery store, they're just not good. And there's a couple like local bagel shops and I don't feel like they're good. But this these New York bagels were, were great. And they also had many flavors of vegan cream cheese, which were just so delicious to me. And they had many flavors of regular cream cheese. That was something that I found about New York was there was a lot of places where if you wanted to eat vegetarian, you had options and not like one option, like many options. So we walked and shopped and we were just like dying, like so exhausted, like our backs and our feet. So we went for foot massages and they were fine. But the people who were giving the massages kept getting back, like getting, I'm sorry, getting up and like leaving, like they leave for five minutes, like answer the phone or something. And then they'd come back, but then count that towards your foot massage. And they soaked your feet for 10 minutes when you first got there. And that counted towards your foot massage time. So again, I just said, whatever, you know, like just sometimes things are like that. Um, so we went back to the hotel and changed and we walked to Tiffany's to have dinner. So it was like 20 blocks, but it was right down, like we were off of 5th and Tiffany's is on 5th. So figured like no problem. But of course, it started to rain after a day that was kind of hot and humid. And we had to buy umbrellas. Um, and And it just was like pouring by the time we got to... Tiffany's. On the way there, we stopped at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Like all my time going to New York, I had never been there. I always wanted to go there. It was where Jackie Kennedy's funeral was. And um, many uh, famous funerals had been there. And it was just supposed to be beautiful. And it did not disappoint. Um, Go there. If you're in New York, you have to go there. Um, So for Tiffany's, okay, so If you want to go there, you can't just pop in. In their restaurant, they have maybe, I would say 12 to 15 tables total. And if you want to go there, you have to get a reservation 30 days in advance. That's when the reservation opens up. And you have to start registering at 6 a.m. when the reservation time opens. And so I had done that every day, 30 days before our trip, and I was able to get one slot, which was Thursday at 5 p.m. And I put myself on a waiting list for different times and different days, just in case. And they would come up. You'd get an email that would said, a reservation opened up at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, and you'd click on it, and it would already be gone. So the menu at Tiffany's is either breakfast, lunch, or tea. We had breakfast, so we could say we had breakfast at Tiffany's. Then we shopped some in the store, but didn't buy. I'm sure that was super fun for the salespeople. Like, we tried on a bunch of things, and um, and that didn't end up buying anything. Like, just ended up, like, not feeling it. Um, and the stuff that we're looking at, I mean, we're looking at stuff that's, you know, less than 200 bucks, um, like charms and, and some of the silver bracelets and that sort of stuff. But I really love that stuff. But I have some and really didn't need anything more. So ended up not buying anything. So then we walked 
all the way back 20 blocks and just popped in and out of places on 5th and then cut through Rockefeller Center and then popped into FAO Schwartz. And we were just exhausted by the time we got back. So we went back to the hotel and decided to go out for a drink. We went to an Australian bar, which was a bar that um, I guess Australians go to so they can watch rugby, like they have a, a rugby um, subscription. And we ended up hanging out with a, a young city kid and just had a nice time. He was pretty funny. And throughout the day, like from the work side of it, I was getting texts from my associate with questions. And so my poor associate, she was doing the job of three while we were gone. So Friday is our last full day in New York. And my sister-in-law really had trouble sleeping the whole time we were there. And I left in the morning just to get out of her hair for a while. I was trying to be quiet in the hotel room. But at some point, I just, I needed to personally get out of the room. And I thought it would be better for her to be quiet. So I decided to do some self-care type things. And up until now, I don't really want to say that I had a crappy time, but we definitely just felt kind of annoyed. Like the streets were beyond crowded, just people bumping into you all the time. And I sort of know my way around. So I wasn't standing and like looking up. I was like walking, but people just are bumping into you like crazy. And I also felt like every time I tried to do something, it didn't work out. And I wasn't getting that friendly New York City experience that I've had in the past. We did we did have like wonderful service at Tiffany's and we had like wonderful service at Bergdorf's and a nice time at the museum. Like it was these snippets of 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 little things that were, were wonderful, but not like the great experience that I've had in the past. So I went to the New York City Public Library, which was a place I always wanted to go. It was featured in the Sex and the City movie, and it's always in like any of the tourist books. And I can't even explain how amazing this place was. Um, Again, but like many sections of it were closed off. And I sort of had the same problem in other places. Like the Natural History Museum had many sections closed off. On this trip, I really, really, really wanted to go to the Museum of Modern Art. Of Modern Art. It was closed until October 26th for a remodeling. And it just seemed like I was just running into these barriers. Like every time I wanted to do something, I could not get into it. So I went um, on my excursion. I found a place for a manicure. And um, they also had chair massages, so I got one of those. And while I was doing all that, my sister-in-law called me and she was up by then and she met me at a place that had 99 cent slices of pizza so here's one of the great things about new york sometimes you can find like the most inexpensive food you've ever seen in your life so you're probably thinking this is probably the grossest piece of pizza there ever has been they were pretty good like not as good as the joe's place where i think the slices were I don't even remember how much they were. Probably $5 a slice. Um, And they were smaller, but it was good. Like a nice, crispy crust. Like, not bad. And I got a root beer. So, like, $2 for lunch. And then I went at, um, I went to to Dry Bar and got a um, blowout. And I've talked about Dry Bar before on the show. For 40 bucks, you can get a wash in style. And I wanted 
to have a style that lasted me through the next day because I wasn't going to have time to wash my hair in the middle of the night. So we had this crazy flight time, and I'll explain that in a bit for Saturday. But getting the um, the blowout, I thought this is going to be easier. So then at that, after we finished, we walked to Times Square and we bought half price tickets for a show called Betrayal. I've never bought tickets any other way than the half price tickets. There's a ticket booth in Times Square. I think there's also one on the South Shore and maybe Brooklyn. Um, but of course, we were right by Times Square. So we were going there. It opens around three. <coughs> Excuse me. And you go to the booth, you have to stand in a line, and you just ask what shows are open. Or if there's shows you want to see, you ask if tickets are available. You can buy, you can only buy them the same day of the show if you want half tight, half price tickets. And, and you have to do it in person. Like you can't do this online. And the lines are long, but the staff was really friendly and they ushered you through the line very quickly. Like they were very helpful getting people through the line. So then we walked to a diner, which was another New York experience we wanted. Like that's something I feel like that's not in Arizona. There's like no diners, you know. And I had a giant Mediterranean bowl. It was delicious, but not necessarily diner food. Um, but it looked so good on the menu. It was like chickpeas and hummus and... Uh, grilled sweet potatoes like all in like a big bowl then we went back to Macy's and we had our makeup done um, before we went to the Broadway show and I bought a bracelet and then we went back to the hotel um I'm gonna talk about um getting your makeup done at the uh at department stores so they'll do your makeup like you can go there and you can say Hey, will you put some makeup on me? I want to try some things. And they're they're nice about it. Like we did that at Macy's and they were really nice about it. Weren't trying to, you know, do a hard sell or anything like that. I bought a couple of things um, because I needed them, but didn't feel pressured at all. We wanted to definitely be fancy for Broadway. So I got dressed up and I put on heels. And because I was in high heels, we took an Uber to the show. So, um, again, just had like a rough time getting there on time. Like we left probably an hour before the show started and ended up walking in 15 minutes before the show. And I think we were a mile away, mile and a half. Like it just, the traffic was insane the entire time we were there. So Betrayal, the play that we saw, is a play that only has three characters. Um, it's by Pinter. The big pull for this play is that Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki in the Avenger movies, was one of the leads. The other two leads were amazing too. Charlie Cox, who was Daredevil on the Netflix show, was in it. And there's a female lead whose name I can't pronounce, but she was in the movie Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix. Like she was the main character and she's been in some other things as well. She's a, she's a young lady, like very, very talented. So this play is a tight 90 minutes. There's no intermission and it's a very quiet. If someone coughs in the theater, you hear the cough. 
Um, and it's for this play, it's either a love or hate proposition. I loved it. It was on a stripped down stage. There were no costume changes. And the entire story is told by dialogue. And the scenes run basically in a reverse order. But on the other hand, my sister-in-law despised it. It was a great theater experience, I felt, <laughs> even even though she hated it, um, because we had a lot of discussion afterwards. It made me feel, again, like when I was in college and used to have these discussions about plays and books and, and things like that, like things... I have not been able to spend time in, you know, um, just being so busy, like I never get to a play anymore. Just, I went and saw Wicked last year with, um, my family at the, at ASU, but otherwise I just don't get to that stuff. And then in New York, I mean, the quality is just amazing. So afterwards we waited outside and we got, autographs from the cast including Tom Hiddleston so my playbook has the autographs of all three of the leads like how crazy is that like I was thrilled we kind of had to wait a while but it was super fun so afterwards we went to Junior's for cheesecake and it's a very very famous cheesecake my sister-in-law had heard about it on tv it was very delicious plus on the good side we were out of our play before the rest of the theater crowd because our show was shorter and didn't have an intermission so we were done way early and also uh, like no one was there at juniors like a very very small cr crowd so we sat at the bar and we talked to two super fun bartenders and talked about the play because juniors was next to where the play was Neither of them had seen it yet, so we had told them a little bit about it. And this, to me, is New York City, when you have these super fun encounters with really nice people. And then I felt like everyone that day on Friday was fun. The girl who did my makeup was super sweet. We chatted the whole time. Like I said, she wasn't trying to hard sell me anything. She wasn't trying to sell me anything, frankly. Um, the lady who did my manicure was very nice. And my manicure was was inexpensive, and adding the chair massage to it was inexpensive. It was just nice. The guy who did my hair at Dry Bar was great. We had a fun conversation about the movie Hustlers. Everywhere we went that day, the waitstaff was great. And I said to my sister-in-law when we were at Junior's, I said, this is what New York City is. And this is the experience I wanted to show you. Um, you know, not this getting bumped in traffic. Like, I just felt it was like kind of a bummer up until that point because we were just always like nothing was working out. So by this point, like going back to the work side of it, I'm behind in work. And I had tried to stay up to date on emails on this trip, but I just could not keep it up on Friday because the day was so jam-packed. And here was the really, really crummy part of the whole trip. So we worked really hard to stay on our time schedule. And I screwed it up by going to a show on Friday. We sort of, you know, my sister-in-law said afterwards, she's like, it would have been great if we could have went to a show on um, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And I'm like, yeah. I said, but it just never worked out. Like, we were never in the area to get these tickets. We always had something else going on and couldn't get back in time or the shows were starting. So we had this show on Friday. We went to Junior's for Cheesecake. We had to walk through Times Square to get back to our hotel. And then we had a super early flight on Saturday. We had a 6 a.m. flight. So for Arizona time, that's 3 a.m. in Arizona. So I texted my husband. Like we just went back and like took a nap for a few hours basically. I texted my husband and he was texted me in the back in the middle of the night. It's like midnight. And he was super surprised to hear that I was getting up to go to the airport. This was a big reason why I got the blowout on Friday afternoon because there was no, I knew there was no way I could shampoo and style in the middle of the night. I would have had to get up at 2 a.m. And my sister-in-law probably would have killed me if I started turning on lights and running a hairdryer. I took a quick shower by the light of a cell phone. The layout of our hotel room was just terrible. The bathroom was in front of the beds. And usually the bathroom was kind of by the door. So when you walk into your hotel room, the first thing you hit is hit is the bathroom. Not this place. It was basically your beds and then a the bathroom just smack in the middle of the room. We stayed at a Spring Hill Suites, and usually those, I stay at those quite a bit. Like, their price point is great, and usually they're, and they always have breakfast, and this one did too, and usually they're very big rooms with like a living room area um, with a couch, so somebody can always, you know, hang out on the couch or whatever, and a big bathroom. This place, not at all. It was a teeny room with two double beds and a bathroom that was basically right in front of your beds. So we were in an Uber by 4.30 a.m. So the whole nightmare of coming from LaGuardia was erased (laughs) because we zoomed there and there was just no traffic. There was like no traffic at all. And there was so much traffic the whole trip that I was certain we were going to hit traffic again. I was like so worried and stressed about going to the airport. And then there was no traffic. And our Uber driver was super nice. Like it was um, very, very relaxing getting to the airport. So we checked in and we had a quick 34-minute flight to Philadelphia. And LaGuardia, I hate to say it, it's just a gross airport. We asked an American employee why it was like that. And she said the terminal that we were in was not nice because it was those quick flights to like Boston, Philadelphia, you know, places like we're right on the coast. It looked like a bus terminal and people were plopped all over the floor. It just was, yeah, it just was yucky, you know? So we get to Philadelphia. We had a two hour layover. The Philadelphia airport is the prettiest airport ever. And when we landed, I received a text from my Priority Pass Lounge Club that there was a Priority Pass Lounge there. And this is a service I get with my American Express, and I've never been able to use it. There's no Priority Pass Lounge in Phoenix, and usually um, at any other airport, they either don't have one or it's never in the terminal that I'm in. And it was one of those places, the lounge that we were in, it was one of those places where you can take a nap. It's like a small hotel room. I've heard about these, but never saw them myself. It has, 
what I can best describe as a day bed with a pullout at the bottom. So a second person can sleep as well. So my sister-in-law and I were both able to lay down in separate beds. They provided nice, clean, great smelling blankets. The pillows have a paper pillowcase, but even that wasn't bad. The beds were either like a vinyl or a leather material. And you have your own room where you can close the door. And there was a desk and a TV. We were so exhausted. I laid down and thought, I'm never falling asleep because usually on these types of things, I can never fall asleep. Like I never fall asleep on a plane, whatever. But I was so exhausted. I basically had no sleep the night before. I fell asleep for an hour. Then we had to skedaddle to our next flight because we were sort of far from the gate, but didn't realize that, you know, from from where we were. The signage made it appear like you were closer. And while we were walking to our gate, we were able to walk through the American lounge on the way to the flight. Like we were literally able to cut through the lounge. Like we checked into the lounge. It was super long and it connected terminals. And I thought that was just a genius way to do it because usually it's not like that. You go to whatever lounge is in your terminal. And my sister-in-law was able to grab a coffee And it just worked out nice. I wasn't ready yet for coffee because I still felt shaky from not getting sleep. But it was cool. She was able to get some coffee and and bring it with her while we walked. So the Philadelphia to Phoenix flight was long, like close to five hours. And I just didn't feel like watching movies anymore. I worked, read a transcript um, and a contract. And then I was just reading um, a book as well, a book that I had been reading the the whole time and and some magazines that I had brought as well um I wanted to log into my email and try to get some work done but the wi-fi where you can pay for it you know do emails or streaming or whatever it was down so I couldn't do that so I went back and forth between reading Vogue um Shakespeare and a book about John Belushi I'd been reading the John Belushi book the whole trip because he had a New York presence and an L.A. presence, including he died at the hotel that I stayed at in L.A. So it was kind of crazy because he was also raised in Chicago, and so was I. And in the book, he had some trips to New Orleans, which was another place that I went this month. So I was just reading about him being in places that I had gone throughout the month or had lived in. And as I was reading it, it occurred to me that he's been dead almost 40 years. And I had been sort of mentioning him throughout the month because I stayed at the Chateau Marmont where he died. And um, I would tell people about the hotel and I would say, that's where John Belushi died. And anyone who was under 30 said, who's John Belushi? And that's so crazy to me. He was such a huge part of my childhood. I watched Saturday Night Live probably almost from the beginning. Um, Animal House, I was always a fan of. Blues Brothers, like really, really a fan of. And even um, loved his last movie, Neighbors. My brother and I used to watch and rewatch that movie all the time. It shows you how time flies 
And you really have to enjoy your time on this world. Like I can remember when he died, I was at Sears with my mom and dad. And we were in the TV department when they used to have all the TVs just playing like the news or whatever. And it came on that he had died. And I remember we were talking about it because we were all big fans. Like my mom and dad would take us to his movies when we were little. And, um, you know, you got to make it, you got to make it worth it. You got to enjoy. So this is the end of my journey. I'm definitely stressed about going back to my regular schedule. I don't know if I'm excited to get back into the routine. I'm glad that it's ending in a sense because I'm tired. Um, and even though I landed in Arizona very early yesterday, so after all of that, I landed at like 11 a.m. And I had, I'm thinking, I have all day Saturday to do stuff. I'm going to go into the office and I'm going to go to church on Saturday and I'm going to order my groceries. And I'll tell you what I did Saturday, a big fat zero. I came home, I unpacked, I took a two hour nap. Um, I got up and showered because I felt disgusting. And my girls came over and we hung out and a couple other family members dropped by. Just people were kind of coming in and out. And then my uh, daughter wanted to go out and see her friend. So she left me with the baby and him and I hung out. Well, you know, he was kind of dozing mostly at that point. And I couldn't do anything. I was like catatonic. All I could do really was stare at the TV. I couldn't read anything. I couldn't do anything. So Sunday, I actually got a little bit more done. Um, I woke up at 630, still felt tired, went to the office for two hours. The two hours flew by in a second, um, took my father-in-law to church, came back. Um, my girls came over for a little bit. I made lunch and then we went to my brother's house to hang out. A constant during football season is that my brother and nephew watch football on Sundays from early morning until late night. They watch every game. And starting last year, it became kind of a a routine that wasn't a, a set in stone routine. Like we just knew he'd be there. So sometimes we'd drop by. Um, it's, like I said, it started last year. Sometimes we just drop by with um, a cheese platter or uh, crackers and hummus or a fruit plate um, or dessert. And so today we did that as well. My, after my girls came over, we all headed over. My father-in-law was hanging out with us, so he came with. We picked up some dessert and headed over. And then in the evening, I picked up groceries, went back to the office a little bit. Now it's night, and I'm going to go to bed and get up and start all over again. I'm very, very nervous um, going into the office ton of messages, a ton of work I have to see. Um, I have court. I don't have court tomorrow, which will be great. Um, but Tuesday through Friday, it's on. It's court. It's meetings. I'm back to meeting with my trainer again. And I will let you know how it goes next week. 
I'd like to try this again. Um, maybe next time I'll do a month off during the spring. And I will be back next week to talk about what my first week back was like. And um, hopefully have some new time management and wellness tips that come out of it all. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on my website at brummerlaw.com. Thank you for listening. Um, the comments you give me, the emails, um, the messages, the the Twitter request. It means so much to me. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you all next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.